Hey, Giovanni. Yes. Do you want to be on top? We. (laughs) Welcome to You Want to Be on Top, a podcast dedicated to all things America's next top model, where your hosts, Charlie Jensen and I, Giovanni and Naya, we live all our favorite and cringy moments from the iconic show spanning 24 cycles. We are going straight to the catwalk and walking like it's for sale and the rent is due tonight. Join us as we cry, smize, and close the gap to claim the title of America's Next Top Model. So we leave you with this. Do you want to be on top? (laughs) Yes. Welcome back to You Want to Be on Top, an episode-by-episode retrospective of America's Next Top Model. I'm your co-host, Charlie Jensen, and I'm joined by my co-host. Hey, you guys. It's Giovanni. Welcome back. And today we have another special guest joining us. Could you please introduce yourself for the group? Hi, I'm Jovita Trujillo. Thanks for being here today. We're really excited. Before we get started, could you talk a little bit about how you got a new America's Next Top Model? Yes. So I just remember watching it on satellite because it was always would be playing marathons of it on CMT. (laughs) (laughs) And I... (laughs) On on country music television? (laughs) I think it was on that channel for a while. Wow. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I watched, I think, every season. I think I've watched every single season of America's Next Top Model. Yeah, so I was there from the beginning. So you're a gold star. Yeah, through all of Tyra's antics. I was there for Love it. Love it. Have, okay, question. Have you seen the Rita Ora season? No, I have not. Okay. Good, okay. good. Because Giovanni. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. Mm-mm. What? Mom and dad are in a fight now. <laughs> just got in trouble for having an illegal birthday party in London. Rita Ora did? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'll there you go. <laughs> Jovita, which models stand out in your memory or which are your favorites? So I actually really loved Adrian, which is in this season. And um, I was a big fan of Joanna House, which Mm -hmm. I hear is a big fan favorite. And I also liked Lisa's crazy ass. (gasps) Lisa (laughs) D'Amato. I love it. She was so insane. I loved her. Yes. She's memorable. Incredibly memorable. I kind of iconic though, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was awesome. Yeah. Well, let's get down to business and work through today's episode. Today we are exploring cycle one, episode seven. So as we know from last week, our sweet Kessie went home and it really affected the other girls. <laughs> like really affected them. <laughs> it was just, just constant tears, I think, for the next 24 hours. It was like she died. <laughs> <laughs> In, in memoriam of Kessie. Robin talks about how she and Miss Shannon were like sisters. They were roommates. They were Christians. They were from the South. And she feels like now a little piece of her is gone because Kessie is no longer in the house. So the next morning, Adrian and Elise eat breakfast. In a cutaway interview, Adrian says, I do believe in God. I'm just not psychotic about it. <laughs> Meaning Robin. <laughs> Elise is really happy that Adrian survived elimination because Adrian is her closest ally, she says, in this entire competition. And she's right. If, if, if Adrian had gone home, it would have been open season on Elise. So she is living large. Now the house, though, is split in half. Robin controls one half, the Robin Shannon half, and Elise and Adrian are the other half who Robin thinks uh, are controlled by the devil. Yes. and then um tyra comes by to photograph the girls which is truly an iconic moment in any season whenever tyra decides to pick up a camera adrian is slurring as she has been (laughs) the entire episode it's the Um, novocaine of the mouth she has novocaine of the mouth you just she is fucked up the whole episode Tyra shoots the girls on the balcony with Vaseline. I feel like that's also a staple. Like that's all she brings to That is Tyra shoot. is known for her Vaseline. Yeah, she <laughs> loves to get those girls lubed up. Vaseline <laughs> is the unofficial unofficial sponsor of the series. Oh my yes. god. Yes. And then they have raccoon eyes and they shoot on black and white film. It looks like the, it looks like she's shooting on a Canon Rebel, like nothing like super professional. Like this is cycle 1. The budget's not there. We've seen it. and But the photos come out stunning. And Tyra, honestly, is one of my favorite photographers because, you know, when she comes on set, it's going to just be 
some wild Amazonian bush animal shit. And I'm here for it. That's so funny that you say that because I remember like always like not really liking her photos. (gasps) I feel like they're always black and white. I loved, oh God, I loved her photos. Her photos are stunning. I feel like they're, they're very like, I'm an artiste energy. Yes. (laughs) The best, the best models make the best photographers. (laughs) However, her camera is like one step up from a cardboard Fujifilm disposable camera. <laughs> <laughs> Look, she was learning. <laughs> it's a starter camera. <laughs> Cut to the next day and the girls head to the house of Carvon, the oldest couture house in Paris. Oh, where Elise looks like a Christmas present in her ugly ass dress. <laughs> I know that I'm supposed to like it's appreciate It's fashion. Yeah, her, you should, you should but... appreciate fashion. We work for French brands. That's, no, I even, I thought it happened. No, that shit was ugly. I don't get couture <laughs> at all. That shit was nasty. That green bow, she looked like, it was nasty. No. <laughs> well, the other girls try on their couture looks. They meet the head of Carvon. Mr. Pascal Mie. We get this weird, very awkward voiceover of Tyra talking about what it's like to look like a couture model and- She's talking about a bun the whole time. Look, it's a Xinyang, it's it's historical. Marie Antoinette wore them. They have some cultural significance to this country, okay? It's Let like, it's Xinyang, a bun. Let the Xinyang live. <laughs> it's, it's, it'll, it's been here since I've been alive. It'll be here after I die. <laughs> and, and Twinkie is technically a pastry, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we see a hard cut again of Adrian talking about her finances because what Adrian is poor. <laughs> yeah, Adrian is piano is what we learned for this episode. And she's just like, this dress costs $20,000 more than my house and my car combined. <laughs> and they're going to be tested in their best couture like scenario that they can, like, they're going to be socialized in Paris for the next day, according to Tyra. Another Tyra male. Tells them that they will be free to do whatever they want in Paris from 10 to 3. Okay, how is that a whole day? That is literally a shift at the Gap. <laughs> that is that is an on-call shift at the Gap. A dream shift. <laughs> <laughs> you don't open, you don't close, oh, you God. just fold. That's yeah. it. <laughs> the girls descend into a battle of wits between those who want to go shopping, Robin, and those who want to go to the Eiffel Tower in Jim Morrison's grave. <laughs> Adrian. Robin refuses to compromise even though Elise and Adrian were willing to go shopping. Robin says something to Elise that we just have to hear directly from her. Let's take a listen. I don't go see Grace. Just like you don't believe in God, I don't go see Grace. I don't try to make you believe in God, do I? Uh, And also we noticed in the background Shannon is eating cereal with a McFlurry spoon with no explanation provided. (laughs) They were not feeding them well. I guess that was anything they could afford. Elise leaves the room finally to sit with Adrian and complain about what a bitch robin is and adrian says she doesn't see graves i don't think that's very christian i think she actually worships the devil well the next day we get the girls shopping well robin and shannon notably but they can't seem to find their way because robin didn't how to use the metro on last week because she <laughs> she cheated and had a parisian man help her so no surprise there <laughs> and Elise and Adrian try to go see the grave of Jim Morrison, but they get lost because Elise got stuck with Adrian, and Adrian is not very good with direction. Because she's, she's drunk. <laughs> yes. She's, well, I mean, she's chain smoking the entire walk. Like, I'd be out of breath. Right. We see Adrian just like put out her cigarette butt in front of like the grave site, <laughs> like entering the cemetery. They reflect on how much they enjoyed their day. Elise reads Robin to Phil and was like, well, they had a good time shopping at the Gap, I guess. I, I also love in the moment where they ask Shannon how the day went and she's like, I'm kind of getting tired of Robin. <laughs> she doesn't say those <laughs> yeah. words, but then, then they cut to like Robin walking 10 feet in front of Shannon and saying, gotta walk faster, Shannon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so awesome. So when they get home, there is yet another Tyra male. telling them to get ready by 4 p.m. for a spectacular night out. With some ugly ass men. (laughs) Robin explains to us that women who wear couture are socialites or ladies in their highest form. Noted. (laughs) And then we meet Pascal back at Carvon and he explains that couture is an attitude. Robin should nail this challenge. Mm -hmm. But... Robin describes the challenge as going out with some men and having them judge us for being a lady. Which is also known as being a woman. <laughs> yes. and that, 
like um, interview confessional is when I knew Robin was going home, I think. <laughs> Good Lord. And then um, he dresses them in gowns for their night out, and they head out to Foucault's. 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 And in the car, Robin has her nose in the Bible. Like, she's literally reading a Bible in the limo, which, as we said, how was she not getting carsick? And um, Adrian notes that Robin is already being a bitch, bitch, bitch. <laughs> I wonder what chapter of Jeremiah she was reading again. Mm. Oh, my God. Probably John 316. That's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> it's her personal favorite. I hear a lot about that one. <laughs> well, we're back at Philquette. We meet our four eligible Frenchmen who are probably bachelors, I'm assuming. Ugly. Um, <laughs> some of them. <laughs> They're having dinner. Uh, they're eating escargot. I'm assuming caviar. We just don't see it. Elise states that she ate everything she was served and she tried everything at least <laughs> once because she, what, doesn't have an eating disorder. But on the other hand, the lady with the etiquette training below her belt just looked angry and disgusted at the food. She didn't eat any of it. She's not open to trying other things. And then they all hit the ballet um, in a limo, in a stretch limo, which is every girl's dream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not Adrian. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I hate the ballet. <laughs> the ballet in Paris is like watching like a boxing match in Vegas, I think. By the way, it's where they invented ballet. <laughs> <laughs> And we're, we are just shown clips of Robin reading the Bible. The men are interacting with the other women or girls. Adrian talks about how if the French men, or just, I think the French in general, find the American accents to be hard and harsh. And we see Robin get offended when one of them tries to imitate a Texas, a, a Texas <laughs> a Texan accent. And she is just visibly distraught. <laughs> Hard cut to Robin in her confessional talking about how the men were just cat daddy lusting men and she did not want to do want to have anything with them. Mm-hmm. Did we figure out what that meant? Cat daddy? It's like a pimp? Oh, maybe she means like cat calling men, like men who are who are just like not respectful to women. I don't know. I don't know. If you're listening to this and you know what cat daddy means, can you DM us? Yeah. Yes, please. Let us know. We need to know. So they end up at the Meridian uh, and they go to the presidential suite. Uh, Lise says that she is very attracted to the hotel suite. And that is a quote. Yeah, I mean, I would be too. It, it's, that was like a penthouse. But attracted. <laughs> like, <laughs> haven't you ever walked into a room where you're just like, God damn, I love this like, I room. I want to fuck this room. <laughs> <laughs> I want to insert this room into my vagina. <laughs> I think is what Elise meant. <laughs> she also wants to split the group up so that Robin and Shannon have to go back to the world's tiniest hotel. So the men who join them for the evening deliberate and they choose Adrian as the winner. Robin says Adrian was very, 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 very friendly. <laughs> Meanwhile, Robin did not form words with her mouth the entire night. She's too busy reading. <laughs> the, words were, the, the words were already formed in front of her in her Bible. Yeah. That's right. Shannon and Robin go back to the hotel in a taxi while Adrian and Elise jump on the king-size bed, kicking off a montage of Elise and Adrian being having some real hard <laughs> sexual tension and some sapphic lesbian lover energy while they drink champagne and they eat chocolates. They get in a really nice, luxurious bath, which was probably cold, by that point and they end up topless in bed together and adrian is smoking a cigarette the entire time which is her thing she loves smoking indoors and adrian (laughs) asks elise if she's wearing her top and uh she's like should i put my top on and elise is like no bitch let me just take mine off (laughs) and yeah adrian's still smoking it looks like they could have possibly hooked up and she tells elise good night in the most endearing way possible and she says good night slut ho this is like like the lost pilot for the l word this entire (laughs) (laughs) hard cut to the next day we get yet another Tara Mail. And they are notified. Well, not notified. They're just told that they're doing an ad for a girl's best friend, a gay's best friend, 
diamonds. Bling, bling, bling. But notably, we see Shannon reading the other tire mail for the other group. So she, again, is not interrupting her own self. So she has a moment <laughs> to like really like relish the moment of her reading the tire mail on her own. We cut to the next day. We are at the world famous Buddha bar that Jane Manuel describes as a celebrity hotspot in Paris. He is also here to handle makeup and creative direction because Tyra is nowhere to be found again. <laughs> he describes the photo shoot to them as edgy, greasy eyes, slick body, just just greased up, oil, lube. Yeah. They are wet. It's like a, an ad for ID Glide. <laughs> yeah, he, he says the word greasy like at least four times to describe this photo shoot. He wanted, he wanted them to get the, the memo that they were going to be greasy. <laughs> they were going to get sprayed down and they were going to pose nude because how else are you going to sell diamonds? I love a nude shoot. If you're selling jeans, go ahead and be nude. Just no top. Just It's all about the jeans. So I'm, I'm down for this creative. <laughs> he looks over and he notices that Elise and Adrian are like all for it, like grease me up I am ready to be exposed <laughs> and Robin went gray <laughs> she was in shock as, that she had to pose nude as I expected Elise and Adrian were down Robin went gray <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 very much like a National Geographic film describing the behavior of <clears throat> of the creatures in the wild <laughs> the photographer for the shoot is Patrick Katzman and Adrian looks like John Lennon for the next 30 minutes of this episode <laughs> with a choker. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then a- Adrian sh- is shooting first and she nails it so good that Shannon starts crying while watching because she's like, this is coming for me too. <laughs> Elise goes next and she's giving some big blowjob eyes energy the yes. entire time, including sucking on her own thumb. Although it did to me look like she was trying to get the whole fist in there. I think she was trying to show us what Marty was packing and she was just like <laughs> oh, thinking yeah, of Marty. That's for sure her party trick. Like, <laughs> Do you want to see me put my fist in my mouth? Yeah. <laughs> we also get a quick shot of Elisa's spinal cord in what looks like a very like alien xenomorph Ridley Scott kind of way. That's so terrifying. Jay checks in with Robin and Shannon and tells them that their shoot area will be a lot more private and they can give them a boob band and panties if they want it to cover up. They're just really doing the illusion of nudity. They don't have to be actually nude. He asks Robin what bothers her if it's nudity or the illusion of nudity. And Robin says, it's nudity and the illusion of nudity that bothers me. And she gets really emotional. So let's listen to what she says. Last week, it was bra pants. I, would, I probably would never do that. This week, it's two strands of ribbon and a What is it going to be next week? My grandmother used to always tell me, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. So this stand right here I'm taking might make me be eliminated. So my time is up and I'm okay with it. And then we have a hard cut to Jay, Queen Jay, gossiping with Elise about how he saw Robin in the fitting room at Carvon the day before. And Robin opened the curtain, called Jay, and shook her titties at her, (laughs) just wearing a pair of panties. And that is not very Christian-like. I I was once a Christian, and that is not in there. Jay says what Robin didn't know is that Tyra was standing right next to him out of her view. Dun, dun, dun. So Tyra is everywhere besides these shoots that they need their help, that she needs, that they need her help on. Tyra is like God. She is always <laughs> watching. Just lurking. Whether you know it or not. And she, this titty shake was <laughs> the end of her. The titty shake. The titty shake around, around the world. The world. <laughs> 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 the next day they head back to New York. Adrian says that she loved Paris and then hard cut to Robin saying Paris left a bittersweet taste in my mouth. Back at the penthouse, they all get shoved into the Milan room together miserably. Robin says she never has any concerns about anything because it's not in her hands. It's in God's hands. It's actually in Tyra's hands. So hush Robin. (laughs) The photos are literally in Tyra's hands. (laughs) Metaphor. (laughs) And then we go to another Tyra male. And we hear that, of course, elimination is tomorrow. And we are going to see what is in God's plans. We are (laughs) living. (laughs) Well, hard cut to panel. 
the camera is grazing upon Janice Dickinson, <laughs> looking amazing. They brought the Vaseline from Paris and brought it to New York because she is greased up. The boobs are out. The boobs look amazing. The hair is like to the side, giving me very like 70s, like heroin chic. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's contoured for the gods. Except her contour looks like a Ford contour. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that petty laugh. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. Are you talking uh, about like a Ford Contra, like like makeup? <laughs> yeah, we need to like sh- somehow show a picture of a Ford <laughs> in this audio podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ju- the guest judge is the notable Derek Khan, who may or may not be cross-eyed. It's just it's just the one heavy eye. It's but the heavy okay. eye the heavy yeah. eye it's giving me very like mike tyson arm tats face tattoo as well i think he i think he started the trend there mm-hmm. yeah he for sure has 2020 vision <laughs> and he assigns them the couture challenge of this week and he gives them 10 minutes to dress up and accessorize and the girls just run a dash away to get dressed so then the girls get evaluated individually on their outfit and photo. They say Elise looks great in her, her couture look. Giovanni thinks that she may have worn the dress backwards. It was. <laughs> and I love it. I love a backwards look. You do. I mean, you came out on episode one to say that about Celine Dion. You're here for it. That was episode three. <laughs> How do you remember this stuff? Like, where's the fucking index? In my mind. Her photo was very sexy. Derek says she looks fat. Stares directly uh, at camera. And very after, awkward, Elise. <laughs> after six episodes of everyone saying, "Elise, you look like uh, you're made out of matchsticks." Yeah, yeah. like, girl, you're big. Elise is just like, okay. Cool. <laughs> you know, this is a good photo of Elise because even Kamora likes it, and she's never oh. said a nice thing about Elise in the entire history of <laughs> mankind. Uh, Janice sees in the photo a confident woman. Wait, was was that baby fat bitch there all this season? Yeah, <laughs> we're calling her Kamora though. Season? We're calling Kimora. her Kamora. Her name is Kamora. <laughs> that's her brand, though. I think yeah, it is. Brand. I don't know that that's what's on her business card, though. I think it says baby fat bitch. <laughs> yeah, she's been here the whole time. Okay, interesting. <laughs> Okay, so Shannon is told off because she <laughs> wasn't edgy enough. She did not put her hair in a chingnon. <laughs> How dare and you disrespect the language like that? Chingnon. She does not look greasy enough, like at all. Not too little grease. And they call her a commercial model and say that she looks very California. Like, how dare you show up to this panel not looking like a McRib? Yes. Oh, my God. Like, I need more grease. <laughs> and Tyra was like, I fucking told you. <laughs> she really does say it like She really does week, that. Bitch. Yeah. And then she says, oh, I just didn't have time. And they show a cutaway of her going, <laughs> podcasting visual medium Hovita just shook her hair with her hand <laughs> for three seconds and then he was, she's like I'm good to go yes definitely had time um, like how long does it take to put Vaseline in your hair <laughs> of course since she didn't post nude because Robin is her cult leader there's no <laughs> and Janice says <laughs> If you don't want to pose nude, you might as well go work in a car factory or a bakery. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're the same thing. <laughs> oh. Thanks, Gil Seth. Oh, God. And Derek says, I came to judge some pictures, darling. <laughs> as did we. I'm here for the photos. <laughs> he was ready to look so many different ways at that picture. <laughs> and Tyra asked Shannon if she feels more comfortable biting a guy's ear or posing nude. And we get an amazing flashback of <laughs> Shannon very much biting a man's ear. And Shannon says, biting a guy's ear. <laughs> I mean, I would too. I would, I would rather bite a man's ear than pose nude. But they weren't even going to be news. They were ready to, like, mummify these bitches. They were like, we can layer you three times. You can wear a see-through thong. Like, the photographer will be blindfolded. No one has to see. (laughs) We'll do the shoot in complete darkness. (laughs) 
Well, next is our favorite other girl, Adrian, who looks amazing. She is straight up just in the buff under her dress. There's no panties at all. Like not even not even a hint of like anything. It's just the shoes and the earrings and the dress. Jenna says her photo looks exquisite. Um, I'm starting to notice that Janice only has like maybe like three words in rotation. It's exquisite, mm -hmm. <laughs> stunning, the worst photo in history. Like <laughs> Janice is a lady of few words. And fat. <laughs> oh, yeah, big and large. She'll throw that <laughs> too. She does know the word fat. <laughs> Tyra says that this looks like a great ad that would make the company millions of dollars and that they should give Adrian all the money that she wants, which I totally agree. It was an amazing photo. Mm -hmm. It did. She was like, it hurt so bad holding that pose. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. Let me tell you why it was a miserable experience. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about what happens next. The episodes feels like it spends the next 45 minutes giving Robin an exquisite, to use Janice's word, dressing down while she stands there looking like she's a grandmother heading to church. Yes. So Derek likes the look that she has on, but tells her to take off this Justin Timberlake looking fedora that she added on. It's like a completely different color story than the rest of the outfit. It it's like, bizarre. it's like a wicker hat. <laughs> She's yeah. wearing like a $10,000 dress. <laughs> she was ready to sing. <laughs> I mean, you do wear a hat to church, right? You, yes. 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 Uh, so Tyra asks her why she didn't pose nude. And Robin says that her body is hers. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a temple. Yeah. So Tyra pulls out a vault of receipts and she provides a thorough reading to the group. She says, I saw you do something that shocked the hell out of me. And then she goes on to describe the incident that she and Jay saw. I don't understand how you can say no to that, but you can shake your chest at Jay. So Robin immediately tries to protest and rewrite the story and be like, no, no, I didn't do that. That's not what happened. And Tyra stops her and says, Robin, I saw them go around and round and up and down. Thanks to the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And then Janice says, where was your Bible when you were shaking your titties? It was on the stool, sitting up, sitting up upon $40,000 worth of dresses. Mm -hmm. Then um, eventually, Robin finally just shuts up. And she starts listening <laughs> for her roast. And the panel berates her for not being a heroine to show that fat ass everywhere. Because apparently Robin has really packing. I did not see this episode, but she should have put a message out there that it's okay to be thick and juicy. I just loved like how they just tried to guilt trip her in so many different ways. Yeah, true. It was really intense. And then Tyra reveals that she doesn't do nudity, but she does do the illusion of nudity. Very is... suspect behavior, I would say. <laughs> yes. yes. But also I want to add, and this is just like me being funny, but like, why do we need Robin to be the sort of like a martyr for plus size women when not even a few episodes ago, Tyra says that she was considered plus size of Victoria's Secret. So aren't we getting enough with just you, Tyra? <laughs> mm. It's also just, like, she for sure is, like, a size two still. Like, it's just so, I was really baffling to me to hear so many people call this woman fat, basically. Yeah. Well, and Kimora's brand is really designed for women who are curvy, right? Fat, yeah. yeah like, re like, real, real yeah. women. <laughs> so, it feels interesting. I agree. I agree that they're they're inviting her to be a role model that I think she cares little about being. Um, yes. so that's, that's she fine. wants I mean, power. She choices. wants power. She does. She says that that in this episode that the winner will get power, godlike power, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's ready to preach. Mm -hmm. So then the judges deliberate. We get Kamora in her true form again. <laughs> you know, she's like, I'm done being nice. <laughs> yeah. I, she's that meme of like that cartoon, like walking into their bathtub and they're taking off their mask. <laughs> that is Kamora. <laughs> She just, you know, is trashing on Adrian again about how she looks hard, but, you know, Adrian's our tomboy, so it's going to take some time to break her shell. Diamond in a rough, we've all been there. And she has some major BDE, like big <laughs> dick energy. The yeah, whole she way does. Adrian oh, does. yeah. Oh, Adrian could probably beat me up. And Derek just loves Adrian because she went full-on commando in the challenge. Yeah. Pussy out. <clears throat> Janice says that Elise is the most versatile of all of the girls, uh, and Tyra notes that in her photo she's 
penetrating the lens and that's a quote which is hard for new models to do play on words there i see tyra yeah those bj eyes <laughs> she's got blow job eyes yeah, she was really going for it and um shannon is roasted by Derek, who says that <laughs> she is limiting herself just stagnant just one look one smile no grease <laughs> <laughs> she's she's too dry for the industry <laughs> <laughs> commercial yeah <laughs> and we save the best for last janice is just served robin for lunch <laughs> and is like she has no personality to be a top model <laughs> Bo says he could use her but he's not up for her antics and he's not having none of it yeah he's like she's got a fat ass but her attitude <laughs> is fatter <laughs> wow <laughs> i mean accurate um so so then we get to elimination elise is called first and then adrian and then shannon and robin are shockingly in the bottom two at last. Interesting. <laughs> I, w- I never would have guessed those two to be right? on this episode. Yeah, <laughs> no, no photos. <laughs> and um, Tyra says that Robin, you know, just projects boring. And Shannon looks too commercial still. No we, grease. They didn't, they didn't really edge out Shannon too much in this, her makeover. She made her look very commercial, but yeah, that's on, her, that's on Tyra's. <laughs> Yeah, but they basically I... called Shannon a basic bitch this entire <laughs> Shannon was the first basic bitch to ever basic. <laughs> <laughs> well, by the grace of God or some higher power known as Tyra Banks and Kevin and Ken Monk, um, Robin is eliminated <laughs> mm-hmm. and peace returns to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> as Robin leaves the panel room, Adrian tries to high five her to say goodbye as she's hugging Shannon. And Robin kind of like touches her a little bit. But then we get this <laughs> shot of Adrian's face looking at Robin. And it is like the zooming in death stare, like <laughs> daggers shooting it's, from her eyes at Robin. It's very Charlotte in Sex in the City when Big comes back to Mary Carey. Mm-hmm. I love to see it. <laughs> in fact, I think I have a scar from watching this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and Robin is, you know, she only cares what mo- one man has to say, and that's the man upstairs. So she mm-hmm. leaves proudly and says, My job here is done. <laughs> not sure what job Which is she not did. True. <laughs> yeah, her, her job was to show that fat ass for big women everywhere. <laughs> in, in town. And her job's not done. She got fired. (laughs) And there's still a lot of atheists out there. So she needs to keep going. Let's talk about the judging in our segment called Judging the Judges. I'll see you in court. What do we all think of the comments and discussion this week? They were accurate, on point. Mm -hmm. No page left unturned. No stone left unturned over <laughs> yeah and like i a part of me wanted to see robin stay just because of the drama of it all but it was i'm honestly surprised she made it to the top four but i think they were all on par like i i agreed full-heartedly that shannon is a commercial model and a basic bitch but you know it was robin's time i guess <laughs> It's been past Robin's time. Here we go. Uh, where do I start? Like, Let it out. Let it out. <laughs> there has not been one photo shoot where Robin has taken a good photo. She has consistently been either anchor adjacent, like holding everyone down, or she has been like one link up on that chain from the bottom of the anchor. There, there is a, sh- a shot of her where she looks like the spitting dinosaur from Jurassic Park. And she also showed up in panel looking that way. There's another, epi- another episode where her photo looks l- like she is actually a wax figure <laughs> with all the proportions wrong, like in her face. Like the, everything is wrong. The lighting on her is wrong. The only shot of hers that I really like is actually the one that Tyra did. We could see in that segment of this episode that Tyra literally posed her in the right position to take that yes. photo. So um, Robin should write her a thank you card at the, at the minimum. 
<laughs> I do. I, I agree too that Adrian and Elise really did. Like they went into this gung ho. I think that energy really carried them through the shoot. And cut back to Elise saying that she's feeling the competition now and, and wants to be part of it. Like it, it, you can see it. it. It's weird to see Adrian and Elise like competing against each other, but it's really great too to see them both doing so well. I mean, it's a competition. Yeah, but but they're like, we've never really seen them have to go head to head in this way. So it's like the first time that they, they're becoming frenemies. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Elise did really stand out after that shoot too for me. Because I would have never really put Adrian and her on that same level until that photo shoot. Those mm-hmm. fucking BJ eyes, man. <laughs> <laughs> they're just both un- uninhibited. So like there's nothing holding them back. Yeah, I feel like Elise has become more and more uninhibited as the yeah. competition's gone on. And Adrian was always there. Yeah. She's that yeah. nary a fuck to give. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, who would you all have called first? Havita, let's start with you. I would have called Adrian first. Elise is who they called first, though, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I would have called Adrian first. I think that's just because I have, like, just love Adrian as a person better. And that arch in that photo, I thought it was really good. But um, I think they probably had Elise called first just to, like, start e- driving that competition between them even more. So it made sense. Mm-hmm. I agree with Jovita in that Adrian should have been called first. She won the couture challenge. She brought it at panel, like, not wearing any panties. Her yeah. photo was amazing. So I feel like she should have gotten first, but I agree. It was more like Elise kind of just like stumbled into like this moment. And Adrian has Adrian had to work up to this moment. Adrian should have been first and then it could have been Adrian. And then it could have mm-hmm. been what am I saying? I, I was there with you. <laughs> Sorry. Adrian first, then Elise. Charlie, what about you? Um I'm going to surprise you and say, I think I agree. I I think Elisa's shot is great. There's something about it, though, that feels inauthentic. And I can't really put my finger on it. I think Adrian's photo feels very authentic. Like, it feels like it's still Adrian bringing herself to the creative. And and, the, and Elisa's photo may have felt like the creative taking Elise where she needed to go. And I know it's a really subtle difference, but it just, I think Adrian's photo has more impact. There's more clarity to it. Elisa's feels like a little darker, a little sootier. Yes. Um, so it, it's harder to kind of pick up on maybe the nuance of what Elise is doing in, in the brief moment that we got to see the shot in the episode. Yes, because in Adrian's photo, you see the diamonds on her titty and then her, the earrings, whereas Elise's photo is like filtered with this blue light and it's all about, yeah. I think, the eyes for Elise's photo, mm-hmm. not necessarily the product because they didn't mention anything about the diamonds in her photo. So I agree. Yeah. Well, who, um, who would you have sent home? Jovita, break it down. I honestly think Shannon is so fucking boring that <laughs> for the drama of it all, I would have definitely kept, what is that bitch's name? Robin. <laughs> what did I call her earlier? Robin? Robin. <laughs> Robin, Robin. Uh, uh. Um, yeah, so I think I would have kept Robin around purely for the drama. That's because Shannon's obviously not going to win. Like, I, those two girls are definitely going to be the front runner. I don't remember who wins, um, but I'm assuming it's Adrian. Yeah, I would have kept Robin solely for her fucking antics. Wow. Valid, valid. I would have been, you know what? I would have pulled up. I would have pulled a, obviously a now Rue and been like, y'all didn't step your pussy up and I'm sending you both home. No photos, n- no moving Oh my forward. God, wait, you're so right. That would have been such a boss move. Mm-hmm. And then it would have really been a real, real, real fashion motherfucking off between Elise yeah. and Adrian. And I think it would have been Amazonian boots the house down. Mm-hmm. No girls would ever turn down a nude sh- photo shoot again after that episode. <laughs> For real. <laughs> I, they, I mean, they still do sometimes, but... <laughs> Giovanni, I 100% agree with you. I think that is the right answer. I think Ken Ken was back there being like, you can't send them both home. We have two more episodes to shoot. <laughs> so um, they're probably locked in on production, but but that that is clearly the right answer. Neither of them proved that they could really be there in the photo shoot or in the challenge at panel. So yes, great call. Yeah, that was yeah. a that was a good call. Thank you. That's what I'm here for. Giovanni, let's get you your own top model show. I think it's time. You you be the next Tyra. <laughs> Tyra, wherever you are for listening, you've to this got the vision. You've got the knowledge. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Um, would, would people tune in though? That's the real question. The two of us would. 
Okay, cool. <laughs> and, and we'd host a podcast about it. <laughs> well, let's talk about this week's contribution to pop culture. Which one? <laughs> we'll start it off. What are we, what are we looking at? I mean, I'm, someone's... Someone created the cat daddy that later became a dance. So she was ahead of her time. Wow. 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 Robin threw the first brick at cat daddy. Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. My mind wasn't even going there. <laughs> I think also introducing the mass, the people, the, the mass, the masses into to couture. Because not everyone knows what couture is. And this. Those ugly ass dresses. <laughs> it's called fashion. Leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, cycle one coming in hot with the oldest couture house. Like, who gave Tyra these privileges? <laughs> but I'm here for it, though, because it's an iconic. That scene is an iconic fashion moment, to quote Michelle Visage. Who is Michelle Visage? <laughs> From Drag Race. <laughs> What? Obviously, you're not a homosexual man. She's no. I'm not a homosexual man. <laughs> Hobita likes to be <laughs> penetrated by men. <laughs> Just like Elise loves that hotel room. <laughs> uh, um, I think also Tyra provides the first ever receipts. Yes. <laughs> like, just off camera receipts, like in her, she's running them down and it's like, I'm coming for you today. Yep. I, I also I love the setup team. of that where we get. We get the the cutaway interview of Tyra filmed weeks after the show, obviously. Looking very grainy, very like oversaturated or over like exposed. Yeah. So then when we hear about it in panel, it's like, oh, it's happening. <laughs> um, I'm also going to throw out there, there are two things that I really remember about this episode. And that's kind of my barometer for the contribution. One is the entire episode about Robin shaking her boobs. Like, I just can never remember when that happened in the series. I always felt like it happened earlier because that's why I, that's really why I hate Robin. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's not the only reason. I hate her for a lot of reasons, as I've documented. They've been well established in this (laughs) podcast. But also Robin's speech about um, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything, I think is is another, it's it's obviously like a platitude that is well known, but I think it's her use of it in the moment to justify her decision not to participate in the shoot. And then coupled with her inappropriate behavior toward a man that she still may not know as a homosexual at this point. (laughs) I don't know why she would do this otherwise. Yeah. So those are, those are my nominations. Yeah, that was, <clears throat> that was one of my other ones the if we fall for something you'll fall for anything i mean like whoever said those words i have a, i have a feeling it was probably jesus <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah this i mean this was a really stacked episode there was mm-hmm. just so much going on yeah yeah it was a lot i think that the jim morrison grave drama was my favorite though <laughs> Wait, which part? Them not being able to find it or arguing with Robin about <laughs> Them going? arguing about it and just like, the, some of the quotes, she's like, she sacrificed that for me. Like, <laughs> I also love Robin's insistence that just like you don't believe in God, I don't visit graves. Yes! Yeah. That whole fucking like, fight was epic. Those, those are not equivalent things, Robin. They're no, not, not even, at all. No. To go to the gap. <laughs> <laughs> That was on her list. I do just want to come. I I wanna um I wanna be transparent about something. I'm a former Gap employee. As am I. I worked at the Gap at the Grove. <laughs> I, I'm just throwing out. I'm just throwing out with there where I work. I'm the only one who didn't work at the Gap. <laughs> I worked at the Gap and Baby Gap at Chandler Fashion Center. Baby Gap. Baby, Baby Gap was a dream. Let me tell you. No one is unhappy in Baby Gap. No, yeah, Baby Gap not. is the ga- Baby Gap is the money maker for the Gap Inc corporation <laughs> as is old navy do you know what moms like to see in baby gap onesies a 26 year old gay man <laughs> <laughs> wait do gap and old navy are they owned by the same person yes yes oh. and banana republic and banana republic what and a Athleta range and intermix yeah the range the yeah. portfolio mm-hmm. all right well let's uh let's downshift into this week's cringe of the week ew gross I, okay, so I did not appreciate, you know, Robin and them not showing their titties, but I really (laughs) thought that it was kind of gross 
like the different ways that they try to guilt trip her. And mm-hmm. I mean, this is why Tyra is getting roasted like 11 years later because it's something <laughs> you would do. It's 17 but, years. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, it's 17 yeah. years. <laughs> 17 years later but I just thought that was a little fucked up um you know it's just a feminist in me like it, it she you know they were going to cover her and we, we whatever but at the end of the day like if she doesn't want to do it she was willing to go home for it like I don't think we needed to act like she was like the fat ass savior and mm-hmm. she should have you know done it just to show that that's beautiful um, so that was a little cringe for me to watch. I loved all the drama, but just like hearing it come out of these people's mouth was just kind of like, ugh. I I, actually, I wholeheartedly agree with you. That would that would get my nomination and vote this week. I think, uh, you know, I'm also thinking a lot about how Bo phrased I could use her, which I thought was disgusting. Like, yeah. Like you could say, I'd like to work with her and that's different. But like to say like you want to use a human being to like to accomplish your insidious ends is mm-hmm. well I also don't like Bo I think that's obvious <laughs> by now but um he's he'd have to work hard to get praise for me I'm Bo's Kimura <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Tyra I have to agree with the both of you guys I think my cringe is the roast of Robin I mean it was well deserved but I mean in the words of Janice I agree with the both of you the roast was necessary but they went a little too hard I think these judges were trying to put Robin on this like pedestal of like her being the savior for the plus size category. Yeah. She fully did not represent a full size model. She just had hips, but hip up. She was like, I guess, normal. Yeah, she was hella average. Yeah. To put that kind of like, well, if you, you know how many girls don't know that big is beautiful. That's, that's not for Robin to be. Robin- the caliber that Robin was modeling at was not the caliber of a supermodel. No. The savior of plus-size women is Takara. <laughs> Takara Jones. And she's yeah, coming. Talia. T- t- talk to me that now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, it it served no purpose. And I agree with the whole Bo using her, like, you want to sell your magazines because you want a plus-size girl to be on the cover who doesn't really deserve it, who doesn't work hard, who is hard to work with. Yeah. No, thank you. She I'm was good. on, yeah. She was probably, honestly, just tokenized probably this season, mm-hmm. and that's how they treated her when they kicked her out. So that sucks. Yeah. How dare you not be the model we wanted you to be? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you haven't given me the tools yet. I guess it was also kind of funny when she was like, "My body is mine," because it's like, "Bitch, that's not how it works." If you're a model, <laughs> like it's literally everyone's. <laughs> yeah, the body belongs to Versace. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, "Bitch, your body is belongs to Jesus." I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> he gave it to you, and he can take it back. Exactly, he can yes. take that ass back <laughs> uh, Giovanni quick correct me if I'm wrong since I know you have every episode of our podcast indexed in your brain is this the first time that we've had a unanimous cringe of the week yes and no because I was bullied into the Michael Jackson Giselle <laughs> one um off camera off the recording I was bullied very heavily um but no this, this is like the second time I think we've unanimously voted i don't know that we've ever nominated all the same thing and and we didn't need to vote this week oh no yes yes this is the first time i want to say yes yeah. okay yeah. well let's talk about where miss robin is today in three two one breaking news robin was somehow ended up on a runway for a baby fat with both elise and kessie so I, guess. I can I can only imagine that because Kessie Kizzy was there that like this was the finale fashion show right true and, so, and they just didn't cut to them because usually mm, you know moving forward we see a lot of the eliminated girls come back yeah yeah, yeah. so it could have been um, but it's interesting that they invited her back though yeah you know she didn't want to get naked for a camera but she'll get naked in front of other girls mm-hmm. well it turns out Robin had a pretty short career she did some church related print work a <laughs> couple of test shots. Um, I, I flash back to remembering Tyra doing the church lady fashion runway walk. <gasps> yes. <laughs> uh, with the arms out, circle. Love it. Um, she was in a uh, page of O magazine with Janice, which is a bizarre pairing. I would love to know how that got greenlit. <laughs> that is interesting. It was probably like an apology spread where it's like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. An apology Robin. spread. <laughs> and she was also in a couple of movies 
uh, in 2005 and 2006 called Without You and Hala. And she also appeared in the popular soap opera, The Young and the Restless, uh, which I feel like everyone gets a guest star role on. Where she and Polly embraced the bitch character very well. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Little America's Next Top Model, um, you know, a little trivia. Robin was the only girl not to be in the Stuff magazine shoot, but Tessa was, which was interesting. Oh, Tessa was also that big girl, huh? No, no. Tessa was just Tessa was just the first first girl. Oh, well, never mind. First one eliminated. <laughs> she was actually eliminated before that photo shoot. Yeah. So that's so weird. that's. I wonder where that roll of film is today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's in the bankable vault. Well, that brings us to the end of our discussion for today. This was really fun. Yes, Hope you guys, thanks we were- for being here. Thank you for having me. This was a blast. If you're interested in keeping up with us, you can follow the podcast on social media at YWBOTPOD. And that's the You Want to Be on Top pod. I was just about to ask why those letters. (laughs) We just, like, I just typed, I did like a quick type and that's what came out. Yeah. Girl, have you you heard of, have you ever heard of acronyms before? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on from that savage roast, Jovita, where can people follow you? People can follow me um, on Instagram at Horchata Minaj. Horchata like the drink, <laughs> Minaj like the person. I'm also yes. on TikTok um, at Positive in a Good Way. Um, so yeah, you can follow me there. So I have a Twitter too, but I usually just use it to like get refunds from Bank of America. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, <laughs> we love a scam. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. You guys can follow me on Insta at underscore according to Joe, where it's always according to me. And on Twitter at Giovanni Anaya, J-O-V-O-N-N-I-E. <laughs> he says that also pointedly because of me. <laughs> A-Y-A. <laughs> where I just, I let it all out. <laughs> Charlie, how can our listeners follow you? I'm on Twitter at Charles underscore Jensen, J-E-N-S-E-N, and on Instagram as Charles Jensen, same spelling, no underscore. Well, Giovanni Hovita, I only have one photo in my hands, and this photo represents the co-host that is still in the running toward becoming America's next top podcast host. I will call only one name, and the name I do not call must immediately return to your house, pack your belongings, and remain in your house. (laughs) It's okay. Uh, And I'm going to call... Giovanni. Oh my god. So Vita, I'm sorry. That means that you must remain in your home. That's okay, because I literally <laughs> do not have two teeth right now. <laughs> <laughs> you want see what happens when you disrespect a Xinyang like that? You go oh. home. <laughs> it's like it's a bun, bitch. It's like, <laughs> 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 All right, everybody, take it easy. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs>